Hello, hello. How's it going? Beautifully. Do you guys Swell. remember before we started? I had my effects on here. Here, yeah, do it. Hello, hello. hello. How's it going? Sweet Jesus. Now, this Jesus. is Kevin. That's really loud. I am the guy that does the <laughs> the thing. The the thing. <laughs> The great and powerful Oz. <laughs> What's going on, guys? So get used to that. I felt, uh, <laughs> felt like I was in Oz. Not the movie. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, what? Oh, the place where Mila Kunis lives. Yeah, yeah. That's 70s Oz. That's 70s Oz. Uh, what's going on? This is a big Planet of Comics podcast. Yes. Uh, episode 90. That's a lot. Episode uh-huh. 90. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I'm turning knobs over here. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. Uh, we're the great and powerful Big Planet Comics <laughs> podcast. Um, as always, you can listen to this podcast however you're listening to it. And you well can done. follow us on iTunes. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Facebook. <laughs> you can read our tweets on Tumblr. Tweets. And and reblog our stuff on Twitter <laughs> at Big Planet Comics. Uh, does anybody have personal Twitters? What's your personal Twitter, Jared? I don't remember. The real H.H. Uh, Holmes? <laughs> that's, that's Nick. I have one, but I forget to use it. I'm at Kevin Panetta, so follow me. I don't ever use it. <laughs> but do it anyway. I don't tumble. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe follow me. I'll send you a personal message. <laughs> you should. What's up, sweeties? <laughs> <laughs> Going hey, to buy tacos. Yep. Uh, so what do you what have you guys been up to? Well, you, okay. <laughs> that, that was that chirp was for your chirp not for my question oh, okay no seriously what you, nick nick went to see a movie that he can't tell me about. i went to see the wolverine the wolverine yeah i went by myself because nobody would wanted to go oh i remember that's sad, <laughs> that is sad. I, no i actually went by myself because i went at nine in the morning and that's i didn't awesome. want and i had a day off so was oh, there well, anyone happy. at the movie theater like working even there was actually a bunch of people in there which was wow weird. in, um, the, in wolverine. the theater watching the movie yeah <laughs> they're just like outside <laughs> um, <laughs> waiting for the next showing. Uh, oh, well, how was it? Tell people how it was. I'm not going to say the it. first two. Thir- <laughs> the first two thirds of it were pretty good. Uh-huh. I was like really into it, and then uh, the last third of it was complete garbage. <laughs> oh, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> it was wow. really terrible. Um, what was can wrong I, with it? Can I tell? Can I do a spoilery? No, here? I'm going to oh. see it tomorrow. Oh, okay. I well, really Jared's going to see it tomorrow. I really want to go all spoilery on here. Well, maybe I'll try to go see it. I don't know. And we can talk about it next right. week. Mm-hmm. Or you guys can just talk about it because I don't care. Yep. Yeah. I really don't care. Right. I uh, I think what, I've only seen Pacific Rim this whole summer. That's a movie. Yeah, really... you saw Star, Star Trek. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, two. Star Trek. Wars. I like Star Trek too, but I don't want to talk about that right I now because Jared that, really. hated it. Uh, uh, I didn't see Man of Steel. Oh, People yeah. keep asking me about it. Everyone keeps asking Nope, us. none of us saw it. Nope. That's well so weird. DC. Yeah, and yet all three of us went opening night at midnight to see Green Lantern. <laughs> That's uh, why I didn't see Man of Steel. <laughs> we we saw point. way way back. Oh, how was I it? Saw, that was really good. Yeah, that was great actually. Sam Rockwell, always good. Hot Top Time Machine. Yeah. Oh man. Was well, that all you did? Does Does your week? Uh, yeah. I feel like I did something else, but it probably. Oh, uh, I went to a water park. Oh wow. Oh, we'll see. Uh, there you go. Some slides. Oh yeah. It's okay. Stuff. Got a little bit okay. of a tan. Okay. Doing things. It was kind of cold. Actually. These are all things. <laughs> Yep, yep. I did that. Um, that's it. Okay. Well, I allotted <laughs> 45 minutes for your what you did this week, but we're going to cut that down to I'll, uh, two I'll minutes. I'll some more. Oh, I thought we were just going to wait. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to wait. Uh, we're going to wait 43 minutes and uh, just, you know, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Jared? What What have you been up to? I saw DC United uh, play the poor Impact Montreal oh, boy. and actually beat them three to one, which is only the third time DC United has won all season. Ooh, wow. It was very exciting. Is Impact Montreal's uh, logo in Impact font? 
That's a good question. That's a really Time's good question. Thank you. Thank you, by so. the way, for acknowledging that that was a good question. Yeah, a good one. <laughs> uh, well, that's I cool. I do not know. What have you been up to? Wait, me? Uh, yeah. Well, Jared has 44 minutes on his segment. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to recap the entire first half. Uh, so basically, it started off, and uh, they were in a 4-3-2-1 position. Uh, that was United. Okay, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You didn't do anything means. else? You didn't go to like a chicken and waffle food truck in an abandoned garage or something like that? Oh, uh, I did. I did no. go. I did go to a, fast one. a cookie food truck. I went to a cookie food truck. I Wait, went did to, we, we go wait. together? Yeah, we okay. were there. <laughs> did you go to Captain Cookie? Captain Cookie. Oh. And, and I realized he lives in, down the street from me. Uh, and what's what's the sidekick name? Captain Cookie and the Milk Captain Man? Cookie. And the Milk something? Uh, yeah, I forget. But well, and the Milkmaid. It was good. The cookies were a little too hot. Milk, milky, <laughs> but otherwise they were delicious. Milky Boy. Yeah. yeah I got burned by a snickerdoodle. <laughs> I, uh, I, I ran into his uh, food truck uh, down in... His food truck ran into you. I wish. I would have been suing him for cookies <laughs> the rest of my life. No, I ran into him down at uh, Farragut Park, I think, Farragut Square, um, last week. So I went as well. Did you, get, did you get a cookie? I got two cookies. What kind? He had a special two cookies and milk combo. So, oh, that's why I got two. Uh, yeah. Chocolate chip and snickerdoodle type thing. Yeah, it was probably a snickerdoodle. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, uh, he's got a story in the, the cartoon Picayune about him. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, how did I not see that? It's, it's, all comes it's back around. It's all about comics. Cartoon Picayune, available at Big Planet Comics. In yep. my neighborhood. But yeah, Josh, uh, the guy who edits Cartoon Picayune. Josh Kramer. Uh, followed him around in his truck and wrote a comic story about That's it. That's awesome. Well, gonna, well who knew? I'm gonna I knew because I went up to him and said, hey, you're Captain Cookie. I read a story about you in a comic book. He's like, oh, yeah, Josh is cool. cool. Have a cookie. Cool. <laughs> well, I did the same thing as Nick. I went to a cookie truck. <laughs> we also went to a couple bars. Went to a couple bars. Went to a cookie truck. Didn't you go to a flea market? I did go to a flea market. I'm I'm currently obsessed with horror VHSs. So I like well, the terrible ones. You just yeah, come, like terrible ones. On you should come over one day and just go into my basement. I oh, really man. want to. I your want to basement. buy a bunch of horror VHSs. I have a. I remember your bedroom boxes. where you had like just a, a pile of VHS of horrors of all sorts of oh, VHSs. Boy. So I, I yeah I just <laughs> I haven't collected anything in a long time and I'm not like going crazy or anything but mm. it, but it's fun to like look through stuff and yeah, like find right. find a thing so i yeah, found like a thing that doesn't exist anywhere else so. yeah yeah so i found like uh this old uh bella lugosi movie from the 40s that was part of like some mail order film horror club that somebody had done <laughs> like stuff like that's fun to me and then something about watching crappy 80s horror also on vhs yeah i had yeah. this one that i that i found a while back that i still haven't watched but it's about I think, it, I think it stars like Stacy Keach or something. Oh, bring it over! And, he's, <laughs> and his his his, uh, his son gets killed by like bikers, and he gets revenge by building a giant monster truck with a <gasps> with a drill built on the that. Front. Sounds so good. So it's really like Mad Max redone. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like Mad Max. That's Let's awesome. go through favorite eighties horror movie. Jared, Mad Max. <laughs> I'll make Jared start because Jared's uh, like, wait, what? <laughs> Gremlins. Oh, that well, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't it counts, I guess. And uh, now, and now for me and Nick, <laughs> yes. favorite terrible eighties horror movie. Oh God, who? <laughs> I don't know. I like Terror Vision. Yeah, Terror Vision is good. That's Why don't one. you tell people what Terror Vision is about? Terror Vision <laughs> is about a Greek using child our molester. review. It is yeah. about a Greek child molester. <laughs> is it? And, no, and monsters and aliens that come out of TVs. It's the eighties, so he's like he's like gay, but it's like a weird kind of homophobic gay. Oh, um, but and there are punk rockers. <laughs> but he's like, there's a point where he's like. Wait, you like men? And he's like, of course, I'm Greek. And I was like, hey, I take offense. <laughs> For good reason. I mean, that's offensive. Uh, but, um, Isn't that part of your culture? Yeah. Historically. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
But yeah, and then there's a giant monster that comes out of a satellite dish. It's true. <laughs> really? It yeah. is true. Oh, no, no, no. What's the horror movie where, like, they're summoning a demon in the basement and they have, like, a model the rocket? The Gate. The Gate. That movie's sweet. I That's watched The Gate, too, like, oh, two really? days ago. Ooh, wow. that is a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. the first uh, one was pretty good. There's a part where they can wish for whatever one that they want and the kid wishes that his dad could get a job. <laughs> Isn't there a witch, like, trying to turn them into popcorn? Oh, wait. Is that Isn't that commentary too? on the wait, Reagan recession? Or is that popcorn? <laughs> it's popcorn. Oh, yeah. There's that movie. Uh, I think my favorite is uh, Deadly Friend. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That movie is great. <laughs> it's uh, it's Wes Craven, the guy that did Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, it's about a kid that builds a robot. Uh, it's, we should do a horror movie podcast. We should do a horror we movie podcast. We are doing podcast. one. Uh, and it's kind of sentient. And then um, it kind of goes a little bit ham, the robot. Yeah, the robot definitely <laughs> goes, goes ham. And uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, he's he's befriended uh, Christy Swanson. Yeah, young, young Christy Swanson. Young Christy Swanson, Swanson yeah. who's you know be- best known for The Chase with Charlie Sheen Indeed. and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And she dies. Yep. And to and he brings her back to life by putting that his robot's uh, robot brain inside of her. Classic. And then she becomes a killer robot. Yep. Oh. And there's a part where she throws a basketball <laughs> at a woman's head and her head explodes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a, the best scene I've ever ever and the witnessed. and it's uh mama fratelli or whatever yeah, mama fratelli. <laughs> she yeah. has a basketball Man, tie it all together her. and her and it all and it all blows up yeah actually josh kramer from the cartoon picky <laughs> followed christy swanson around during the making of that movie <laughs> that's and, amazing uh, yeah no it's it's pretty good some malls get pretty blown up too oh god we should watch some bad horror movies that's what we're gonna do tonight oh i'm down i got my tv vcr combo yes <laughs> 13 inches <laughs> wow it's great wow yeah it's uh smaller than my computer screen and weighs more than my tv <laughs> did you find it at a flea market i did it was uh wow. it was four dollars really yeah and it works it works that's amazing you yeah. swap's I mean, a good deal i think i had to burn i had to like uh like magic eraser a cigarette burn off the screen <laughs> but that just you know it, yeah. it gives it a uh, personality and, so today i bought a copy of silver bullet on video oh, on vhs God, movie is so great yeah so <laughs> god bless god bless america you guys Steve, stephen king stephen so, king so you know that's not all i've been doing uh <clears throat> That's silver but I do want to uh, say I put up a new page in my comic. Finally. Yeah. I mean, uh, yay. This is page five. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't even see page five. I did. It was uh, Greek. Typically, <laughs> when somebody would begin a sentence like that, they would say, oh, I didn't even see page four. I was going to say I didn't even see page four, but then I remembered that I had to. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even see page five. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, so sad. So that's that's up. Go check it out. It's at ZodiacStarForce.com. Yep. I wish I had a cha-ching sound. <laughs> Whoa. That was not a ching sound. <laughs> was that the bees to... sound from I, uh, Wicker Man? <laughs> I think that was a machine gun, and then things just went really wrong when I put it on there. Whoa. But uh, I wanted machine gun sounds and, and air horns and everything. But yeah, ZodiacStarForce.com. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, check it out. Yep. Okay, whatever. It's, a, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. No, it's good. No, I read it today. It's not very good. It's pretty good. Um... <laughs> No, it's good. And Pauline is a great artist. The artist on it is the one that draws all our podcast stuff. Yep. Hey, you guys, how about that Simpsons thing last week? Oh, so, so good. good. So good. Yeah. So all you guys like- who just listen, you should also go to our webpage to see the awesome art that Paulina kind of showed. I like the fact that I'm us. not wearing shoes. I know. That was uh, quite a nice touch. Quite efficient. I was like, how does she know? <laughs> <laughs> Nick is not wearing shoes right now. We all look exactly like the, our characters in the thing. Oh. All right. Uh, you guys want to do some news? Sure. All right. Yep. Let's do it. This just in, DC Comics 3D cover fiasco, volume 35. <laughs> well, I don't think this is a fiasco. This is this was planned. No. No. The sellout? 
No, that's not it. So oh, yeah. So DC, uh, they printed out less covers than they were than they sold. So um, they had to allocate orders based on how people people's previous ordering or something like that, which yep. was really confusing. That's so, on purpose too. And so so nobody knew how much they were going to get of any of their comics. And so DC now said that. Uh, Oh, well, we're going to put out um, 2D versions of all the covers on the same day. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you can just order those. And I was like, what? That's just... Oh, is it same day? Yeah, yep. it's the same day. Because they will literally, we are not getting enough of some of these covers. Yeah. So, they're so coming it's out the like, same day. oh, you wanted to sell these to any of your customers? Well, here's a crappier version. So, here's a what? cheaper it's version cheaper? without a 3D cover. Yep. So, I think some people will be like, whatever. I just want to read it. You can cancel all their orders for the 3D covers and just get the 2D. They said you can lower your numbers on it. Uh, nice. You can still lower your numbers on the 3D Can't ones? Can't raise them. They just don't have enough. Them to yeah. 2D. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I know. It's bananas. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. So it's oh, yeah, it's even better. They're doing in uh, December, because it takes them that long to print these, they're doing an offer where you can order all 52 covers for $200, but you have to order them as a set of 52. Yeah. Why? Because well, people, cause people the want the second printing deal. of it. You save yeah. about $11. <laughs> do you? Oh, because yeah. some of them are $4.99. Yeah. They're all... Oh, are they? They're all $3.99. They're all $3.99. Well, the ones that were three ninety nine are then four ninety nine, right? They're all a dollar more. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, oh maybe. Oh, maybe. Crazy. Oh, fifty two. I haven't even seen fifty two. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I haven't even seen fifty two yet. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know. This whole yep. thing has been a mess. Uh, I, we've talked about Villains Month on here already, right? Enough. I feel like we have. It's, it's like volume the ongoing. 37. Uh, we talk so much trash about DC. There is a there is a webpage. What is that webpage called? Uh, has DC done something stupid or something? Yeah. yeah like, it's like yeah, two anyway. days since our last stupid DC moment. They have a yeah. counter, yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> they, and they do have a counter. A counter. <laughs> counter. Uh, is there a, any more news? Chianti? Um, yeah. The new Thor trailer debuted today. And there's a lot of Jamaicans in it. <laughs> there are, yeah, yeah. Um, He's British. Yeah, what did you guys think? Shabba Ranks is in it. <laughs> is he Jamaican? Shaggy. Shaggy. He's not Jamaican. Shaggy Too Dope. He's fake. Is Shaggy Too Dope not Jamaican? Oh, he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Violent J. Violent All the, J. Everybody from... Twisted. Yeah, everybody from Big City Wrestlers and the entire uh, twi- Twisted Records oh, family. Big, <laughs> I saw that Big City Wrestlers popped up on Netflix. That's I was like, great. I'm not going to watch this. Jared, question. Have yes. you seen Big City Rustlers? <laughs> no, I have not. It is a Western movie <laughs> starring the Insane Clown Posse. No, I know you guys. Unsold. I know you guys can't see this right now, but Jared's wearing some fa- wicked face paint. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's he's down know, with the clown. he's down with the clown. <laughs> he's drinking Fago. He's posting on dating sites. He's like, I don't know what you guys are. talking about. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but it sounds great. I love Fago. You guys are just missing he likes out. gatherings. He does. Uh, Hate gravity. Yeah. So the Thor trailer. What do you guys think? I just watched it. On my I telephone. Almost just watched. I thought it, it was pretty rad. Um, pretty like, bad? No, rad. rad. Oh, okay. I, I like that, that Natalie Portman punches Loki in the face. That was pretty cool. And also, there's uh, one of those rock creatures from like some obscure Thor comic where he's trapped on a planet full of rock people. It was the guy from Galaxy Quest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think earlier you said it was the guy from Neverending Story. I know, and I was going to say it again right now, and then I remembered that it looked more like the guy from Galaxy Quest. Quest. <laughs> it was the guy from nice. the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, the thing? No, no. <laughs> Michael Chicklets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Chicklets. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it looked... I think it looks better than the first Thor movie. I like the first one. No, I think the first one's okay. But yeah. I think it's all right. It looks a little more... I don't know. Who directed the first Thor movie? Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah, that's true, yep. isn't it? That's bananas. This um, one is some Game of Thrones guy, which could be good. Which I is guess. good. I mean, Game of Thrones yeah. is good, right? True. Yeah. I wonder what episodes he directed. 
The worst. <laughs> I wonder if he directed like the Blackwater episode or something. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, because that was good. That, that was, was good. I just watched that. Um, yeah. So you know, it'll be a Thor movie. Yeah, it's yep. got Idris Elba in it. It'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> Idris Elba's awesome in yeah. everything. So it's true. Like Prometheus was good because of him. I love Prometheus. And this is not Tom good. Hiddleston. Ugh. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston's it's great. That's true. true. Yep. Uh, yeah. We should just do a Loki movie. That'd be amazing. This is pretty much is a Loki. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, because you don't have a way to put Loki back on earth without it being dumb so they, right. that's true they're like well, well we'll just we'll take the movie where loki is yeah right. <laughs> i guess that's in true. other news i heard that he's not going to be in an age voltron yeah which is fine which is cool yeah that makes sense they got other yeah, stuff it'd be weird to have him in it again for no reason yeah I, yeah i don't i don't see the point of putting yeah i mean yeah the, the reason you have him in it is because tom hiddleston is cool right but also he's maybe he's playing ultra he did the thing he was supposed to do like yeah. loki got to be the main villain in an avengers movie that's in two different movies yeah that's pretty yeah. solid for loki yeah yeah <laughs> and he's in this third this new thor because i feel like a lot of people before these movies would have considered loki to not be like an a-tier villain right, right. or to even ever show up in anything other than a thor movie maybe? right exactly yeah. but i guess he was the bad guy in the avengers in, in, number one yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so um I think people would be surprised at how closely the yeah. Avengers movie follows the first few issues of the Avengers comic. Yeah, man. They yeah. both have, um, what's his face in it? Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So any other news, Nick? Um, there's no. definitely, don't look at that piece of paper. There's definitely not anything. <laughs> I was there. just waiting to see if there was, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do, let's do questions. Here we go. Let's see. We got one question this week. <laughs> this is a question. Uh, That's a good one. It's from Lars Brown, the guy who wrote Penultimate Quest. I'm assuming Jared said, Lars Brown said, oh, thanks for reviewing my book. And Jared said, thanks. Do you have any questions for us? I did. And then Lars Brown said, <laughs> the only question I have is if you read One Piece. No. Now, or, you know, you, it's it's written down. So it's if it could also be if you read One Piece. It's true. true. Because the first question, do you read One Piece? No. Second question, have you read One Piece? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I read the first four volumes of One Piece. Yeah. Isn't there like 400 or something? Uh, it's on 61, 60 something. something like that. Yeah. So the new volume of One Piece just came out, and it is the uh, best-selling manga in the history of Japan. The first print run was over 3 million copies. 3.8 million, you guys. That's insane. It beat the record for Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, which is insane. Uh, it's hugely popular. I I actually really like One Piece. Yeah, I just uh, I watched about forty episodes of the show. Oh, you did? Okay. And I read four volumes of the manga. And uh, my only problem with it is it just it seems to spin its wheels like yeah. a, like like any manga that goes on for a really long time. Right. Well, Lars said uh, actually that we talked about it on Twitter, but he said that it ramps up a lot, so it's like it takes a little while to get actually really really good. But yeah, he said. Yeah, I liked really what I read. It was yeah, just you know like it was really uh, fun. I think also when I just saw how many volumes there were, I was like, okay. That puts me off. We don't actually yeah. have all these in the store, and I'm not going to buy all Yeah, them. or more yeah. likely, usually when you start a manga series, it's like, oh, there's 40 volumes out in Japanese that may come out in 10 years. Yeah, and then, and then, you, and then you're paced by the publisher yeah. or whatever. But you're also but, like, do I have time to read 60 volumes? Of yes, movies? or money. <laughs> no, because I don't even have time, I feel like, to keep up with all new X-Men. <laughs> right. True. Which looks so awesome this week, and I really want to catch up. I haven't uh, read this issue, but... Uh, it's La Fuente's doing that yeah. right now, yep. and it looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, what about you guys? One Piece? I think I got 10 volumes in. I read a good chunk at oh, the okay. beginning, but... Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Really? You no, know what One Piece is. I played the video game. Yeah, you played oh, One really? Piece Grand Carnival Battle. There you go. I also played the... <laughs> For PlayStation the puzzle 2. puzzle game, I think there's a puzzle game. Oh, One Piece puzzle game? One Piece puzzle. 
Oh, no, that was One Piece Mansion. Puzzle, That's puzzle. a very different thing. Oh, Puzzle Mansion. One Piece Haunted Mansion. Puzzle Mansion Quest, one, a One Piece Grand Adventure. Does it turn into <laughs> Word Association or something? Uh, yeah, no, there are like a million One Piece games. But there's a fighting one that's like Power Stone that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I like it. That's, it. that's the extent of my... <laughs> there you go. If you guys have any questions about One Piece, code to Nick. He knows all about it. Yep. Uh, he's, he's chewing that... Um, that gum gum fruit. I like that. <laughs> that gum, I don't even know what that means. I like the pirate. <laughs> the pirate. Which one? Monkey B. Luffy? Yeah, that one. Monkey D. Luffy? Yep. T. Luffy, I think. Yeah. That's the one. He's great. He's also in Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well. Spelled differently. Hopefully that answers your question, Lars. Hey, if you guys have any questions for Lars, just go to Twitter and ask him. Yep. Yeah. And if you guys have questions for us. At the Big Planet Comics <laughs> podcast, you can also send them to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. And I've got big news, you guys. If you get, I'm reopening the podcast hotline. <laughs> nice. So Finally. call us at one seven zero three five three nine five three nine cast. I knew it. I del- I angrily deleted it off the piece of paper last week, and so I forgot what it was. Again, that's one seven zero three five three nine C A S T. Ask us a question. Also, make sure to Give put us an hashtag twisted on all of your yep, especially on your Twitter <laughs> and all of your Twitter <laughs> comments, please. Um, yeah. So and Twitter, Facebook, you know, yeah. all, all those places. Yep. Cool. Well, you guys want to do some reviews? Sure. Yep. Let's do it. We love comics, they're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Up first, this week, we've got a dumb comic called Burn the Orphanage, number one. Burn the orphanage. Burn it down. Born to Lose. Born to Lose, so volume one. Just to clarify, this is not a comic that that wants people to burn the orphanage. No. Don't burn their or- orphanage. Is what this it's should be like, called. How dare you have burned the orphanage? Yes. How dare you? I, dot dot dot. Burn the orphanage? So, question mark. Some guy was like, "What came out this week?" And I was like, "Burn the orphanage." She's like, "Burn orphans." I was like, <laughs> what? No. But anyway, this is uh, this is written and drawn by Cena Grace, and then co-written by Daniel Friedman. Correct. And uh, how would you describe this? I would say it's a retelling of Streets of Rage, the video game. Yep, it's a retelling of Streets of Rage, the video game, but with more misogyny and um, excessive violence and some swearing. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. So, uh, somebody asked me how it was, and I told him it was, it was freaking terrible. Yep. I didn't say freaking, but then I also said it was great. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, he's like, what? It's so, okay, it's so, so terrible. It's enjoyable on like a complete B to C movie level, but not right. on the level that it's trying to right. be enjoyable. But also on the level it's trying to be enjoyable. See, that's the weird thing about yeah, this. That's true. Okay, so the basic plot of Burn the Orphanage is there's a guy. Uh, I don't even remember what his name is, but uh, Orphanage, right? Rock, Rock. His name Rock. is Rock because video game. And uh, the, there was an orphanage that was burned down, and he's go- and he knows who did it, and he's going to go get him. No, he's trying to find out who did it, and he's well, but then he finds pe- out, and then he goes and gets right. Him. <laughs> well, he's beating up people until he finds out. He's been beating up people his entire life to find out like what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's some really dumb dialogue <laughs> that tells you all about it, uh, where he's like, "I punched a lot of guys this week." And they're all saying he knows something. So, uh, and then he runs into his teammates, Bear and Lex. Yep, who are basically Axel from Streets of Rage, right? And the other person from Streets of Rage, whose name I can't remember. And um, yeah, the, the Bear that that part bugged me a little bit. I thought it was like, okay, well, there's like this one gay dude, and he's like this stereotype or whatever. Oh, but, right. Uh, and yeah, and then they go kick butt, and 
There's a part where it turns into Streets of Rage, actually, for a little bit. Yeah, like there's like a page that's that, right out of the video game. Yep, and uh, and there's, and then like uh, I don't know, it's it's violent and goofy, and I don't know. It, but so here's the thing: it was really fun to read. Yeah, yeah it was I had a lot of fun reading this comic. And that last page is <laughs> something. Yeah, and yeah, I yep. feel like it it on on in one sense it works on the level that it wants to. It's sort of this ironic, jokey thing, yeah. and then in another sense it's like kind of bad on top of that. So yeah. then it so then <laughs> it actually works on that level even more. Right. Yeah. Um, and the craziest part is like it it's like uh, part one of three. I'm like, what? Well, that's not true. Uh, in a sense, it is, but the other parts are just like different, different stories. stories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. It's three yeah. different stories. Oh, so they're not actually. That's yeah, I weird. think they're all in like a similar tone. Huh. All right. Yeah. But uh, Burn the Orphanage is number one. Uh, it's all part of the Born to Lose one of uh, three part thing. Yeah, part two will be demons. Part part yeah, two is demons, and I don't think it's going to be the same characters. I bet, uh, I bet it is. But. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, well, you can bet somebody <laughs> if they want to bet with you. But uh, yeah, so uh, I will say the art in this it's is pretty awesome. The oh, parts in okay. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say it's yeah, it's, it's not particularly great, but it kind of works. Yeah. Oh well, I feel like sometimes it's good. Um, yeah, there's a lot parts. of there's a lot of action in this though, and uh, the artist is not that great at action. Gotcha. And it uh, there's definitely some like pretty big anatomy problems in yeah. some of the panels yeah uh, in particular there's one where i can't tell if a woman is standing forwards or backwards and i can't tell what like <laughs> she's, she's like kicking, kicking somebody with. not sure if she just broke her leg yeah or and her foot but then there's you know yeah but then there's a, a panel, a panel after that where he's swinging a woman and hitting another woman with this woman that he's yeah swinging. and he punches this lady under her boobs and it says like wub yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real dumb you guys it's a, it's a pretty stupid comic uh i guess ninja, check it out ninja prostitutes yeah check it out and it was lettered by russ wooten our, our <laughs> most most confused recommendation <laughs> it's 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 a it is a weird book like when yeah. i got done with it i was like well i had fun reading this though yeah um all right well we're jumping pretty far in the alphabet you guys we're going to over the wall <laughs> right from burn Woo. the orphanage to over the wall this is uh this is a new graphic novel by peter wartman Published, uh, I'd say this is like an all ages book. Yeah, yeah. But published by Uncivilized Books, who do like cool indie stuff. They did the Gabrielle Bell Voyeurs book, and uh, this is just a fun little quick fantasy book that I'd say is for for everybody. Yeah, this this is kind of like I would say an episode of Bone. If it was, it's not a lot actually happens in this. Well, stuff happens, but it's like very like a lot of chase scenes and action and adventure stuff. So there's not actually much plot. Um, so it reads kind of quickly, uh, but it's basically that there is a, uh, human village outside of a cursed city. And so a girl goes into it to find out what happened to her little brother and you find our older brother and you find out that they have a kind of, uh, manhood ceremony where all the boys of the village have to go and sneak into this cursed city, which you find out has like an invisible barrier over it that keeps all the demons in. And as the story goes on, you find out that demons still run around the city and they used to be the slaves of the humans and broke free and, so of course it's very risky and there's reasons for why all this happened. Um, it's really fun. Uh, but yeah, a lot of chase scenes, a lot of demons and punching and smashing and yeah, the main girl is looking for her brother who went in there as part of that initiation or whatever. And, uh, she ends up befriending a demon. Um, so things might not be the way cause All right. they have like two different versions of their stories. Um, the demons say the humans are bad. The, uh, the humans say the demons are bad. And there's, you know, a bunch of scenes involving, uh, giant demons yeah uh, it's like pretty cool. kicking through buildings and yeah it's pretty awesome yeah and um 
oh, we make it sound like it's too simple, but it's definitely no. not. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's, a lot of this is developed out over time and dialogue. And, yeah, it's really well paced. I feel like that yeah. information is is really doled out yeah. in like a great way, like in little little drips here and there. And, and there's even more to it. That you never feel like out. you're reading a block of yeah, uh, no info dump. Yeah, there's no info dump in this. It's all just really deftly paced, and, and the, the action's great. The action is really great. Yep. Uh, just the layouts and stuff. Every, every I th- thought everything about it was just like handled really well. Yeah, it's like purple, black, and white. For yeah, the most part. Yeah. Um. Um. And it's yeah. It is. It is a really fast read for yeah. a fifteen dollar book. It's it's yeah. a little tough because it reads so fast, but it's so but, beautiful. Yeah, and I but, think that was my only complaint is I wanted more. Yeah, like you know I just wanted more of the story to happen. It was it was. But really I also fun. felt like the story had a nice beginning, middle, yep. and end, and like yep. you know every, everything I wanted to know kind of I I got yeah, yeah out perfect. Of it. Uh, great job of kind of like in, um, building the world like really quickly and you, you get immersed like I was like right away I was like this is awesome yeah yeah so uh, yeah I, I even though it is a little expensive for how fast it reads I would say I would highly recommend this book yep. recommend it, yeah. Yeah. It's good. and I think it's something you would read again too because it's like yeah. just a fun experience it's like 15-20 minutes and right. you kind of want to read it again when you're done yeah it's awesome all right, up next, we've got uh, another book. This is called The Reason <laughs> for Dragons. This is written by Chris Northrup. Anybody? Anybody know who Chris Northrup is? Oh, uh, he did stuff. He did uh, stuff. And art by Jeff Stokely, who draws Six Gun Gorilla, which we all love. He is. Oh, he is that, say, that guy. Isn't you guys are supposed to back me up there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, you guys. Uh, yeah, and this is... Well, what is this about? This is about a kid yep. named yep. Wendell. Mm-hmm. Teenager with uh, some uh, mom and boyfriend of mom problems yeah so uh it starts out with him and his stepdad ted they're fixing up a motor or mom's boyfriend i'm not sure i think it's his I stepdad i don't know if they're actually married but anyway anyway it's his the ba- basically his stepdad yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the new guy after his dad left it's yeah. around and uh and they're building a motorcycle and then wendell goes he gets picked on by some kids and then there's a really weird plot device that gets the whole story going <laughs> i don't yeah. know do you guys know what i'm talking about so basically what, on his quest yeah he's yeah. like he's like being picked on by these kids and he's like oh well my dad's tough and they're like hey, you you think you're as tough as your dad why don't you go get one of those pamphlets from the abandoned renaissance fair and because the pamphlets <laughs> are always around there all the time so get, get one and show it to us so we'll know that you're tough <laughs> right yep. and then he's like okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, so he goes to do that at the end that part aside, I thought that was really, really stupid. <laughs> but uh, once he gets there, he um, basically they're saying the place is haunted, and he meets this knight um, yeah. who may or may not be a brain damaged uh, ex employee of the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, but, but maybe also he's a real knight. Yeah, because the story comes out that the uh, Renaissance Fair closed down when there was a huge fire, and the, everyone thinks it was arson. But this guy who thinks he's a real knight thinks that a dragon attacked. Yeah. So he's constantly living in that reality. So they kind of go on a little adventure together and you're, um, you just, the whole thing is you don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah. And as the story goes on it, you know, you, you find out. It's kind of him dealing with his, his father not being around and kind of accepting the new status quo. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's about that, but it's not really. A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like none of... Did you guys feel like those themes were pretty strong throughout the book? Not strong, but they were there. I mean, they're like... They're more like motivations. Yeah, like the set then was there a lot, and he was kind of like, you know, they, they kind of... I don't even know. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm yeah. Yeah, no. It's it's tough. Uh, all, um, I felt like the allegorical stuff was not very strong. Like, it wasn't like something like I Kill Giants. No, right? no. Um, like and 
you know, but they set that stuff up. You know, they set themselves up to be like, hey, this is a story that is about this thing. Right. And I felt like it wasn't very successful in that way. But as in a, but as sort of an action adventure fantasy thing, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't as weighty as I Kill Giants. It was more or less that fun side of it. Yeah. It was very brief, like just kind of a. I don't know. I feel like it was kind of short too. <laughs> it was no, it definitely was short. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of action. Um, you know, not, not a lot of panels. I feel like page. it was wrapped up really quickly. I don't know. Yeah, I I would agree with that as well. Kinda. But uh, I think the art is the sort of saving grace of this. Like so good. Yeah. If you if if you just talk about the story, it doesn't seem so great. But then once you look at the art by Jeff Stokely, yeah. it's the art is so good. That's pretty yeah. Great. It's uh Chris Northrop and um, it was man who was it. Sean Murphy. Yeah, Sean Murphy were, like, friends and had lived in L.A. and worked together. So, like, Sean Murphy had, like, worked on this project with him, like, helping out. So, Oh, well, of, the art definitely looks like a, a cross between the Six-Gun Gorilla and Sean Murphy stuff. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah. it's pretty awesome. And the art's great. It's a very cartoony style. Uh, a little hard for me to describe, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a cross between Sean Murphy and Six-Gun Gorilla there is pretty go. good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a little weird, too. I thought it was, like, a Don Quixote story. Yeah. In some ways. And yeah. it isn't. Not, <laughs> really, not really yeah. that either uh it is a different kind of story that i had never heard of but that they allude to at the end of the book i don't know it was it was fun yeah, it was, was cute right. but yeah. but yeah. how much is this book i don't know is don't it twenty dollars twenty five dollars something like that probably twenty dollars yeah but uh yeah i don't know maybe i'm not the best person to <laughs> what, what do you guys think you, you guys think this is worth picking up yeah i mean yeah. it's it's not the best but it's it's good enough and the art's really cool and i don't know it was original there's some kind of funny backups in it yeah i like the characters i thought the characters were good and there's some surprising stuff in it yeah the night the um the night's awesome yeah he was he was definitely a <laughs> he's cool the character. best character yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we had, there are a lot of short little stories in the back too so yeah i didn't like the short stories in the back. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. yeah they're funny i mean yeah yeah anyway that's me though that's it that's me <laughs> that's me you guys i'm that's out you. i'm gonna drop this microphone it's on a stand but i'm gonna drop this stand too all right uh up next we've got a superhero book yeah, oh, superheroes. Wow. We never talk about superhero books. It's yeah, true. well, it's not it's not a regular superhero book. This is Sidekick Number One nah. by J. Michael Straczynski, creator of Babylon Five, drawn by Tom Mandrake, famous magician from the comics. <laughs> uh, who, who is Tom Mandrake? Uh, he did stuff. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's drawn a bit. He's like one of those guys like Jerry Ordway, where he's drawn so much so that much I stuff. couldn't tell you yeah. anything that he's drawn. Right. <laughs> Except Jerry Ordway drew Infinite Crisis number six and seven, I think. No, right, <laughs> a part of it. Uh, yeah. So Nick, why don't you tell people what Sidekick is about? Sidekick is about us. What? It's it's about the Red Cow and Flyboy, uh, and the Red Cow is kind of the super Superman sort of of this universe. Maybe not quite superman level but he's like well, a i think a thing happens that shows that he's not quite superman yeah level. He, well he's, yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like he's like the city's like big champion yeah ma- main hero and uh flyboy is his sidekick um and he oh god so then well, <laughs> you, you can talk, you want you can talk about the main thing so, that so red cow is is basically assassinated jfk style in the back of a <laughs> on a parade route yeah. in the back of a um convertible um and so this sidekick guy has been Kind of living, living with the guilt of of him dying and trying to cope with being a second string hero, and he's not doing it very well. But it's um, also that the Red Cow was very much like a millionaire type Bruce Wayne type dude who spent his entire fortune on funding the superhero thing, and then right. So when, the, he, when he died, you find out that his poor sidekick has all the money was gone. Like, yeah, so the sidekick he he was is like basically the broke this guy, and there's um, nothing to help him like be a superhero or to like fun the thing so like literally there's a scene where he's doing like a kickstarter project to try and get money to be yeah. a good, uh, 
because he's broken. He, he's he, pretty he, sad, sad. And nobody takes him seriously because he's like a sidekick, you know. And then he's too old to be anybody else's sidekick. So yeah. his, his and his girlfriend has a new boyfriend. So his life is pre- it's pretty terrible in this. Um, and he's kind of doing some kind of bad things, um, but not like. Yeah, it's hinted at that he's sort of maybe committing crimes to make himself look better. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing, like, you know, too terrible. But, um, yeah, he, he does shake down a prostitute <laughs> very early Well, on. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's not good. Well, yeah, but it's not like, he's not like. He's not like murdering He's people. not like That's evil. True. Yeah. Um, he's not like the Plutonian or something. He's yeah, just, right. He's just right. kind of pathetic. Like, yeah. he's, he's failed in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, and so he's trying to kind of make his way back, and he's he's just dealing with these terrible issues and then there's a crazy twist at the end <laughs> that i i really liked i think me too um but yeah i i like this i i, I did i didn't at first when i flipped through it i didn't really like the art doll and i still kind of don't but it works all right for the story yeah it's adequate um and i don't know it reminded me a little bit of the boys but not as mean-spirited um it's kind of mean-spirited but not not that level not as gratuitous <laughs> yeah, yeah well yeah it was like the boys but uh without any humor <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it was more depressing. I, I think it was as gratuitous as the boys. It just there was no I, humor yeah. in it. <laughs> uh like there was it's not uh they weren't like having fun with it. I don't think. It's it's a pretty dark book. Right, right. Um yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh I think we've talked about it on here before like the twist on the superhero thing is something that has to be done really well to get my attention. Right. And I think this one was, you know, it was solid, but it yeah. didn't, it didn't blow me away or anything. No, but it wasn't yeah. bad, but yeah, it was no, and, solid. And it's cool. It's like like irredeemable. It's kind of like uh it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is like another way to look at this that's at least different i feel like right. i haven't quite seen this before no yeah definitely so it's it's not like uh it's not just like an astro city ripoff or something like no that. it's like right. a super loser superhero i don't know it's really depressing but great yeah uh, yeah yeah uh yeah i don't know that's if i'd twi- say great but it's it's good i liked it a lot I, especially <laughs> that twist at the end was yeah was what i heard about this at the beginning i was really not interested in it but this impressed me much more yeah i will say so. I, I liked i did not think i was gonna like it all right. straczynski's track record recently hasn't been exactly stellar Right. Uh, you know, he does good things here and there. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say this is one of his better things recently. Definitely yes. better than uh, the Red Circle books that he did for DC. Or 10 Grand. Or or 10 Grand, yeah. Uh, which I can't believe is not a Top Cow book. <laughs> uh, or is it a Top Cow book? <laughs> uh, no. All right. Up next, this week, we got Tiny Pencil. It's, t- it's a Tiny Pencil. The Forest Issue. Into the Woods. We go. <laughs> uh, bye. A million people. Um, Wait, hold on. Hold on. Um, Luke Luke Pearson and Jack Teagle are the two names I recognize in this list. (laughs) Those are both awesome names. But that's not to say that there isn't a bunch of good art in here. Yeah, so this is a a new publication by Tiny Empire Press, which is basically it's uh, kind of like the no-brow early uh, illustration anthologies where it's focusing on largely art with a few comic stories. But everything in this is uh, just done with a pencil rather than being inked. So they got a very nice uh, print process to make sure all those came through very well. Do you think they make them use a tiny pencil? I really think they must. <laughs> There's some detail in this thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's an insane picture that looks like a photograph. Oh, yeah. So this is a British anthology. So uh, obviously hints the Teagle and Pearson appearances. I was impressed by this that it had a lot of uh, female cartoonists in this. Um, but... There was also a lot of illustration, which was pretty awesome, and a few comic stories, which uh, were often around a weird, creepy fantasy theme. Luckily, 
the two of the like four comic stories are by Luke Pearson and Jack Teagle. Correct. <laughs> and probably the Luke Pearson thing is the beefiest thing in this whole book. Yeah. Right. Which is two pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple of like. And there's one by ones. somebody named Danya Todd who I've never heard before, but like it was, the art was awesome. I yeah. Alexandra Higlett does one that's kind of like a story about a cursed fisherman thing. That was another good oh, yeah, fantasy that, one. That was so weird. Yeah. But then there's just like a lot of illustrations of like. You know, creepy woods and like fairy it's just, type um, creatures. It's just and, really good illustration of crazy woodland happenings and uh, a few really cool comics in between. Yeah, yeah, and it's a nice looking book. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I think Jared hit hit the nail on the tiny pencil head. Yep, when he said it's a lot like the early Nowhere anthologies. Yep. But anyway, this is limited edition of like a thousand copies or so, and it's British. And besides, us we're one of the Bergen only places Street. in the U.S. that have it. Yeah. Yep. Hey so guys, if you want it, come get it. Limited edition. <laughs> limited edition. Get it while it's hot. It's got a 3D cover. <laughs> it's got a 3D cover with uh. Yep. It's got the unfortunately the same background as all the other covers. <laughs> have you guys noticed? Did you guys notice that on these uh, DC oh, yeah. covers? A lot of them have reused backgrounds. So no, like, they switched it. Three of the four Justice League books have. Do this, they? Yeah. I thought they all had new ones. Uh, they might have new ones no, now. Well, they don't in previews. Yeah. No, no, the previous ones, those were just their gimmicky ones because they hadn't finished it. That's oh. how. Also, in every single one, somebody's like sticking their hand out like towards towards the viewer. Yeah, like, yeah 3D action. Oh, and Batman's 3D. in chains in a lot of the covers. Yeah, Batman they don't do chains. that anymore. Oh. That was their, their stand-in covers. Cool. Or it, was, it wasn't until yeah, it people was. were like, this is terrible. What oh, cool. Is it's good to know they're thinking things through. Yeah. <laughs> All right, up next. As we, always. Up next, we have a book. I know Jared's a big fan of this book. Actually, uh, reread this today and thought it was pretty good. This is uh, Todd, the Ugliest Kid on Earth, Volume One. We talked about Number One on the podcast. We yep. did, but uh, somebody sent us a message saying we should talk about more things when they're finished. Yeah, it kind of makes. This sense. is not finished, but we're going to talk about yeah. it anyway. <laughs> this was supposed yeah, right. to be finished as a four-issue miniseries, but did well enough that they're continuing on. So, hence, this is just Volume One, written by Ken Christensen and art by M.K. Parker. Uh, so we kind of liked this quite a bit when it first came out. And now that we've had enough of the first story arc, um, I like it even more. It's still like very weird and dark and it's satire sometimes fails, but other times really amuses me. Uh, but so Todd is this poor little kid who's apparently so ugly. He always wears a bag over his head and just like hijinks keep happening. There's like a serial killer who's murdering children and he ends up getting framed through like the most incompetent police chief in the world. And it's like very mean spirited, but yeah, because of Todd, it's kind of like also it's, it's, he's it's like so innocently idiotic. Yeah. He's like a super innocent, really nice kid. And the, it makes the other stuff, all the t- other terrible things. He, going he's on he's thrown him. into a hard, like hard maximum security prison. Very quickly. It just, it just makes everything so much funnier. It's candied. Yeah, yeah it is. Is it? Yeah, I mean that's the story of Candide. Right. Is it? Yeah, it's like Candide is like. This I like you're saying that. Like any of us know what that. Oh means. well, Candide is like this innocent <laughs> character who's surrounded by terrible things, but always sees the good in people. Yeah, oh. and uh, to to his own fault. So and, that's and, uh, who put that out? DC Comics. Uh, yeah, that was that was DC. Uh, was uh, Trinity War Part Seven? DC uh, Comics. I think. Hey, I started reading Trinity War. By the way. Yeah, yeah, I got like halfway through the first issue. Nice, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna read more of it. Definitely some superheroes punching <laughs> each other. <laughs> There's definitely that. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's it is it is Candide. I don't know. Trinity War, but in a, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Oh, not Trinity War. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I think I think what you were saying was right. It's uh, 
there's a lot of humor in it. Yeah. And they throw a lot, lot at the wall and like some of it sticks and some right. of it doesn't. But some of the stuff that sticks is really funny. Particularly the police chief the is police like, chief he's, is so amazing. He's so Hilarious. ridiculous and so, um, so stupid. Yeah. And it's, it's just, he's really funny. He's yeah. great. And, um, the stuff with his dad is, I don't know, it's all funny. Yeah, it's mostly the stuff with him that's funny, though. Right. Because right? like the there's also stuff about, like, celebrity culture and stars and, like, jail. Stalkers. And yeah, there's definitely a lot killers. of stuff there's going on. There's, like, Scientology Pakistani, and... Pakistani politics. There's, there's so much going on. Soap this. opera actresses and... Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the, and the art's cool. The art's really cool. It's, it's got a really... really well. um, I don't know what it reminds me of. It's it almost has like an editorial cartoon type style, yeah, like the way that the characters unique. are drawn. It almost reminds me of Bill Plimpton in some ways, a little That's bit. Yeah, good, yeah. Um, person, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it's it's goofy and it's fun. And it's, it works really well for yeah. this. And it's uh, I'd say this book is definitely not for everybody though. No, I'd say poke around in it and see if like um, it's for you because the humor is it's really very specific and very mean. Yeah, yeah, and very offensive too. I was super say. offensive. Yeah, yeah, super yeah, offensive. That's true. But it's not. It's not. It's not presented in a way where, like, hey, this is a good guy. Right, right. right. You know, it's like the race. There yeah. are really racist characters in it who right. are really racist, that kind of thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, Todd, the ugliest kid on earth. What issue is this on now? Does anybody know? Next next one is five. Yeah. Oh, so, still so every, this is everything that's out yeah, yeah. in this book? Yep. Yeah. Oh, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll read the next one. Because yep. this definitely does not finish. No. Not I mean, even a little. It kind of finishes it, the yeah, main story. A little story arc. The little, like serial killer story arc yeah but there's definitely still stuff yeah, going on yeah yeah uh so that's todd the ugliest kid on earth volume one by ken christensen and mk parker yeah yeah you guys all right we got one more book this week yep yep uh the but worst one the, the saving the worst for last uh i love that song save the worst for last you wanna save the worst for last you guys like that song yeah uh this nope. this is uh <laughs> is that from a disney movie what that song maybe no. best for last it's a um, step up three. It's not from like Beauty and the Beast or something. Um, oh, maybe be- I'm thinking of that song that's like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and- <laughs> uh, no, but this is Trillium number one. Trillium. Uh, this is written and drawn by Jeff Lemire. Heard of him. And uh, creator of Sweet Tooth and Essex County and uh, Big Planet Comics podcast. Book of the year 2012, The Underwater Welder. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, so he's keeping a trill in this book. Uh, <laughs> no, so Trillium is a sci fi, new sci fi miniseries from Vertigo. It's going to be eight issues. And uh, Trillium number one is really interesting in that it is two stories. It's a flip book. So what? I just noticed that. No, keep going. You just noticed it was a flip book? No, I just noticed the barcodes on both sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're exactly the same. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and because I think I think it's good they did that, actually, because it's like one story is not more important than the other. Nope. They're both equally as important. But uh, so there are two different stories going on in this. One is about a woman in the future, and one is about a man in the past. And the two stories meet uh, together in the middle. I want to ask you guys. Which one did you read first? I think we both did the past story first. You guys? No, I read the woman one first. Oh, no, no, you're right. Sorry, sorry. I did the, the woman one first. You did the past one first. I did right? the one yeah. in the past first, yep. which I think I'm happier. I'm happy about because really? I like the one in the future better. Oh, so you built so something cooler. cooler. So, yeah, I was building it up, yeah. you guys. That's and true. I feel like the one in the future gives off, gives off a lot more information, too. really does. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was already, like, super interested. Uh, there's a little bit of an info dump in that. So, but... Uh, so, Nick, why don't you tell people what the past story was about? A uh, story in the past is about a guy in World War Two, or it's actually after World War Two, nineteen twenty-one. He was in World War Two or World War One. Sorry, that's not. He was like in World War One, and he uh, <laughs> he was in World War One, and it it left him pretty scarred, and he keeps having nightmares about 
mutilated soldiers and stuff. And um, uh, and he hears about this. He gets kind of obsessed with um, ancient cultures. And he finds this uh, basically like a treasure map, I guess. Is it a treasure map? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. He hears about this ancient civilization and he's trying to go find it with some of his uh, explorer friends. In the Amazon. In the Amazon jungles. And um, things go terribly wrong. And he ends up. Um, well, I don't even. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, but there's it's like a lot of surprises. He in ends this. up getting in some trouble, and he. Yeah, I think meets, that's a good place to stop. He meets a crazy girl from the future. Yeah, and then, uh, and so speaking of crazy girls from the future, Jared, uh, why don't you tell people what the girl from the future stories? Are All right, about? so this chapter is the scientist in the year thirty-seven ninety-seven. Uh, where there is a group of human scientists who are exploring a strange alien culture on a distant world. Uh, this culture is very primitive seeming and they live in a secluded valley and they aren't allowing outsiders in, but they have possession of a kind of miracle plant that um, they can uh, take the plant to help humanity because humanity is getting wiped out by an intelligent virus. So it's down to like several thousand humans are all that's left of this uh, plant will hopefully stop that. And so she is hoping to go and make contact with this culture and somehow get them to help, which, uh, she does. She goes in and they say, you should eat this plant and, and things get weird. horribly weird things happen. And then she meets a guy from the past. Yeah. So Trillium is the plant. Yes. And, uh, and it figures into both stories and basically it is, um, the fountain of youth. It seems like, yeah, something like that, uh, is what they hint at at the beginning of each story. So, right. uh, this whole thing is incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, like, basically, these two stories literally end in a centerfold spread where the left side, as it wraps up, is the end of the other story upside down. And they're fa- the two characters are facing each other in opposite scenes. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's really well done. And here's the thing. I don't think this is the thing you, sh- you should wait to read and trade because I don't think it'll work in a trade. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't At know At least not this first it. issue. Yeah. You know. This first or maybe, not work. but see, we're not sure. Is the whole thing going to be like this? I don't think so. No, just this issue. I'm so pretty then, sure. how are they going to do this? Just like in, have, in, well, a trade? I, in the trade, yeah. they'll just have the one story and then the next story. So uh, they'll get they'll pick for you. Yeah. Right. So, so you won't get that kind of experience of a cool artifact of comic bookers. Right. Yeah. Choose which side to read, and unless they break it up page by page or something. But yeah, um, even yeah. then, it's still not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Actually, there aren't a lot of things that are better to read in issues these yeah days. this is made to read in like this format yeah but i think this this definitely uh uses the comic book format in oh. a way that's really awesome oh hell i'm looking at page one and page two from each side and page three and they're identical page layouts are yeah they, the, the page layouts are identical yep. like throughout oh that's cool i didn't realize that like all the panels and stuff are identical oh now i gotta go oh look this is amazing find all find some clues i gotta read this again but uh, yeah, uh, and it's all really, really well done. The art's great. You know, it's Jeff Lemire. You know what? You know what you're getting into. Yeah, uh, and we're all flipping back and forth. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, it's yeah, so cool. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I think this. Um, I don't know if I would say it's the best thing he's ever done, be- because because underwater welder is like the best thing ever. <laughs> By yeah, the but, time this is done, it's very well could be the best thing. Yeah, ever yeah. Done. And uh, the coloring is great. It all just everything looks really like natural and nice yeah. and. Uh, it's it's great. I would say for like a number one issue, this is one of the highest recommendations I've had in that's, a long yeah, time. Yeah, one of the best of the year. Yeah. That's so good. That's Trillium number one, you guys. Buy it. And that's it. it for this episode of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. Sit them out. If you guys want more, 
listen to episodes when there are more of them. <laughs> uh, or listen to some old ones. Yeah, or listen to some Especially old ones. Especially that Who great knows? first one. Yeah, that great first episode. Yep. <laughs> Medieval times, you guys. Uh, all right. Goodbye. Does anybody want to say anything? Goodbye. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> See you guys later. See you.